P-A-S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild, Haitian in the building So, so, so original, got the haters, got your feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high, cause St. Louis isn't ready Forget about it, goodbye, hold up, we just saying hi Five somebody, rise up, weekdays, catch us live, somebody, let's go Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Pascal Show Good morning, everybody I hope you guys are all doing well out there, enjoying your day. It is Monday. It's Monday. Let's not forget to get out there and kick today in the private parts, in the you-know-what, because it's the start of a really great week. Uh, but this is really sad news. I'm sorry, guys. I'm saying this is a great week, but we're talking about something so so, so terrible, so sad. Um but we got to talk about this because this is a big story uh, that just broke overnight. And this is uh, devastating news. Okay, guys. But there has been an airplane that has crashed. Uh, a Chinese Eastern Airlines aircraft that nosedived into a side of a mountain. And uh, they're claiming that they're all 132 people that were on that aircraft, all 132 souls that were on that aircraft are have perished. Of course, we got to talk in, about this. We got to get into it because I, I want to know what could have possibly have happened. How did this happen? How did this? How did this happen, y'all? We got some footage, we got some news clips and all that stuff we got to look at. I mean, like I said, this is just, this is really sad. Really, really sad. But I am happy to be back with you guys to chop it up with you guys. It's been a long uh, weekend, a busy weekend for me, um, doing some good causes for a great organization called Mind's Eye um, that uh, does audio for the visually impaired and so uh i was able to raise some money upwards towards a hundred and ten thousand dollars uh in one night all for a really really great cause so my weekend was a little slammed and busy but i'm glad to be back here to talk to you guys hang out with y'all and uh and talk about this one particular story i do have some other stories as well but i wanted to jump onto this one because this one just broke this morning. I woke up to this terrible news, and I know a lot of us are wondering what the hell is going on. So we got to jump into this, shall we? So, of course, as always, before we jump into everything, before I get into our stories and everything, please do me a favor. Hit that like button down below. Send those likes all the way up. Please do not forget to hit that subscribe button. All right. And if you already are a subscriber to this channel, please go check out my merch store. It's down below teespring.com forward slash the Pascal show merch. That would really be appreciated. Or, you know, join on the uh, jump on the, the membership and become a family member membership. Or you can hit that that Patreon and get some behind the scenes of this new build out to this studio that I'm putting together right now. But anyway. And all the other stuff that I'm involved with outside of this purple ass room. Anyway, guys, we got to jump into some stories, y'all. We got to get into this. And you guys have already heard. And, they're saying that 132 souls have been claimed from this devastating crash. And there's some footage out here that is mind-blowing. Um, where they have showed 
they are showing this plane taking a nosedive. It's just straight drops straight down from the sky. It doesn't glide down. It doesn't do its thing. It just drops like a sack of rocks into a side of a, a mountain. It is absolutely insane. We got some articles and all that, which I want to get into here because, yeah, this this is very, I think for a lot of us, uh, we're, we're all scratching our heads and wondering, how did this happen? How did this bloody happen? So let me pull up this article for you guys real quick. I mean, along along with everything else that we have, along with everything else we have going on in the world, right? Where with the gas prices are going sky high. We already dealing with some crazy stuff with Ukraine and Russia. They're already sitting there saying that there's a possibility of us stepping into, or at least they, you know, it all depends on if America wants to jump into the into the fight or not. But they're talking about a possible walking into WW3. And now we have this. This is terrible, guys. This is the reason why I get scared. I'm not the biggest fan of flying. I know if you guys have watched this show, you know that I'm not a fan of flying. And it's because of things like this. Okay. I do have a still. I'll show it to you, show it to you guys here in a second. It's on my it's on the thumbnail, but I want to show you guys the the nosedive. It's insane. But let's let's take a look at this article. So MU 5735's two-minute death plunge. Boeing. 737 went into a sudden, terrifying 350-mile-per-hour dive and smashed into a mountainside in China, killing all 132 people on board. Now, some people have said in, in articles, 400 miles per hour. I mean, it doesn't matter. A nosedive from thousands of feet in the air is still bad. It doesn't matter the miles per hour. It's still going to end up deadly. It's still going to end up messy, right? So, hold on. Let me get this here. And, of course, there's a lot of uh, cities and names, you know, uh, um, in, in China that I do not know how to pronounce. So, if I destroy <laughs> these these cities, there is no disrespect to anyone, all right? Uh, my thoughts and prayers go to every single last person that was uh, lost on this plane crash. But let's get into this article, shall we? So Bo Boeing 737 that plummeted 30,000 feet to the ground and burst into flames in China, killing all 132 on board, suffered a catastrophic loss of control event and plunged to the ground at 350 miles per hour in a two-minute death spiral, ex experts have warned. Now, this is the thing that's very strange to me, okay? I'm, I'm just going to say this. So you're telling me loss of control event. So you're up there 30,000-plus feet in the air, and then all of a sudden, pilots can't fly. Pilots can't pilot no more the damn plane. Then suddenly, plane just goes for a nosedive? Go straight down. I'm serious. You know what? Let me let me just show you guys the, the photo. Let me show you guys the photo. I think that's the best way to do this. So you guys can get an idea of what I'm talking about here. It's kind of a what? Uh, it's hard to... 
Do I have it? Damn. No. Sorry, guys. One second. Let me see if I can just. I thought I had it, and then uh, it lies to me. Let me just let me just Google it really quick. That's so frustrating. That is so frustrating. One second. Because this it's it's insane. It's insane to think that this is even a real thing um, that we are seeing and we're witnessing right now. Now, I'm going to show you guys this. Like I said, this may trigger some of you um, or make any of you guys feel some type of way. Um, and, uh, so viewer discretion is advised, uh, but this is literally what they have shown us. I know this is a little bit of smaller of a photo, but I wanted to show you guys the actual photo. Look at that. So they're saying, I'm going to go back to the article here in a second, but it said loss of control event. So suddenly Loss of control event causes the, the plane to go straight down. Okay, so I got a little story. and We're going to continue on here, okay? There's a reason why I'm going to tell you guys this story, all right? So just ride with me here, okay? If you just bless me with some uh, with some time here. Let me, let me just say this, okay? I'm not the biggest fan of flying. Some of y'all already know this. Some of you guys who are still new to this show now you know, okay? I'm not a huge fan of flying. I don't like flying. If I had a choice between flying or, or driving to somewhere, I will take the drive. I will do the road trip, okay? I don't care, all right? As long as I am still on this planet alive to do what I feel like I need to be doing on this planet, right? So, one time I'm on a plane, and I've had many bad plane experiences okay but this particular time this has nothing to do with a bad time okay I'm, I'm just on this plane i'm hanging out and i'm sitting right next to a pilot well you might be going hey pascal how did you know it was a pilot well because the dude was in full-on gear i mean he was full head to toe he had the pilot wings he had everything okay so i turned over to him got to know him we got to chop it up a little bit he was very kind and I asked him some things about flying because we're about to take off or actually we're in the middle of like getting to our altitude. And you know how it is. It just kind of does this thing. And, it, you know, it's a little bit of turbulence and you just feel really uncomfortable. So as I'm talking to him, I'm talking to him because I'm trying to find a reason to kind of calm down because my anxiety was at like a <laughs> shoot, man, on a scale of one to ten, it was at a three hundred. Okay, because I don't like flying. So I turned to him and I, I start asking him about just planes in general. What was his worst time? What was the hardest time he's ever flown? So on and so forth. He tells me a whole bunch of stuff. And it really calms me. Like he's really it was really dope. But one thing that he did say to me is that there are things that a plane, it's almost impossible for a plane to do. Like this he said it's almost impossible for a plane to do this 
if controls go out of out of whack, if something happens internally, like the computer fries out out of nowhere mid-flight, there is no way that a plane would go straight down like that, like a sack of rocks. Okay, that's the reason why I'm telling you guys this little anecdote or this little side story of this conversation with this pilot. Because he was like, yo, these the wings would have to, the only way that the wings would even, like, let's just say this, the, a wing snapped off, right? The swing, the, the wings would have to bend beyond a 90-degree angle for them to successfully rip off. Like, it would be, it would have to have to, there would have to be some catastrophic, insane amount of force to cause that plane to either lose a wing or to nosedive. So, even so, a plane is engineered to glide. So, even if the plane was going down, it would go down like this. You know, it'd go down like this, not straight down. That's insane. So how did this plane do this? And I know it's really small on your screen, but I'm just saying, how in the world did this plane do that? In fact, let me let me see if I can download this photo right quick. Hopefully it'll be nice to me. Dag nabbit. Let me see if I can find another one that's good. They are not being my friend. What's going on here, man? Nope. Okay, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can pull this up because I want you guys to see this with me. What? Let's see if we got this here. There we go. Boom. Okay. Now, obviously, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm not trying to throw anything bad. This is just it, I know and I and I'm sure this is graphic to some of y'all, but there's no way that a, a plane would just nosedive on its own, even if the controls just went out of whack. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say here. It's almost impossible for something like this to happen. You'd literally have to have somebody on the controls pointing that thing down. Literally. Down. There's just no way that plane would just glide. I mean, yes, it would still be a crash if it can't successfully find ways to land. The, the plane would have to, would still crash, but it wouldn't nosedive. So after having that conversation with this pilot, because he was like, we got com we got computers, we got technology, all that stuff. I mean, this these planes can literally land themselves. We don't have to do a damn thing. It's it's almost that simple. 
I mean, you know, I'm not trying to downplay it simple, the fly plane. That's takes some serious skill and hours of dedication, but you see what I'm saying. So how did this plane nosedive? That's one thing everybody's still trying to figure out. And my, my mind is completely blown here. Mine is completely blown. But let's continue here. The uh, China Eastern Airlines flight nosedived before smashing into the hillside and erupting in a huge fireball near the Wuzhou, Wuzhou, I guess, in Tang County in the southern province of Guangxi. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. But that's so crazy. Nosedive. Rescue official reportedly said the plane had completely disintegrated while in fire, while a fire sparked. Wow. While a fire sparked by the the, uh, the crash, ripped through bam- bamboo and trees before being put out. China Eastern uh, expressed deep console, uh, condolences after confirming the fatalities. Horrifying CCTV footage emerged on social media, supposedly showing the the jet racing vertically towards the ground in the moments before the smash. So flight radar tracking data showed the aircraft cruising at a 29,100 feet altitude at 2.20 p.m. Around two minutes later, it had plummeted to just over 9,000 feet and 20 seconds after that, it had fallen just 3,225 feet. The data in- indicates a vertical descent of 31,000 feet per minute or around a 350 miles per hour. Now, the president uh, of the president, uh, Jinping, said that he was shocked by the incident and immediately ordered an investigation into the cause. It is not yet clear what forced the sudden dip and crash, but aviation experts told Mail Online uh, it may have been a loss of control event, possibly following a high altitude stall of the air- aircraft or a sensory failure in the cockpit. Now, that's what I mean. And I, I, I even asked this this pilot. I'm not sitting here saying that the pilot... Uh, um, you know, I'm I'm sure the pilot wasn't going to tell me everything, but he at least told me enough to make me feel like, okay, there would have to be some serious act of absolutely mind-blowing, catastrophic series of events. <laughs> Try to say all that again. For it to just drop out from the sky. There are planes that people fly into tornadoes and hurricanes with and still live to tell the tale. So how did this happen? And what they say is loss of control. Where was that? Loss of control. I lost it now. Yeah, a loss of control event. Possibly following a high altitude stall of the aircraft or a sensory failure in the cockpit. So, okay, so so if there was a high altitude stall of the aircraft, right? Let's just say all the stuff seizes, all of it, 
right? Engine seizes up. Uh, 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 the computers in the in the in the cockpit just fry out. From what I understand, that plane is supposed to be able to just glide down. It might be rapid, but it's not going to just drop like a sack of rocks. So you guys tell me, what are your thoughts? What do you think? What do you think could could possibly be happening here? What actually, what went down here? What do you think? I got some video I want to show you guys, but, you know, I wanted, I just want to know. What do you guys think? Was this a pilot maybe on a mission, if you know what I'm saying? An unalive mission, right? Was there something else that happened in the air? Were they possibly attacked? I'm sorry for saying that. I'm just asking the question, okay? I'm just throwing out those questions. Was there an attack? What is the, was there any radio? Was there any correspondence between air and ground? Air traffic control or whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know all the tech, all the terms, right? Who else knows what happened? Who was in contact with the pilots that were in that cockpit? You tell me that no one said anything. I'm telling you this. This is just disturbing, yo. And it, it, this is not a, a a story for any person who who doesn't like to fly. I'm dead ass. I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. Just a couple weeks ago, I'm literally looking at flights and all that. And the funny thing is, is like weeks before that, I'm hearing about airplanes, uh, helicopters dropping from the sky, all kinds of stuff. And I'm going, nope. Nope. I'm not. Mm -mm, mm -mm, I'm not flying. I'm not flying. I had to go off to a wedding. We ended up driving because I don't like to fly. And then every single time I open up my phone, looking up stories to, to come onto the show to talk to you guys about, it'll be another plane crash. It might be a Cessna and all that, but and it's still devastating because that's still a life loss or a couple lives lost. But it's still an aircraft that was in the sky that said it was going to go down back on the ground in one piece, and it doesn't. It's just crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. And when you actually hear from a pilot and a pilot actually explains to you, hey, there's nothing to worry. <laughs> I need a hot air balloon. Get out of here, Zozo Bob. <laughs> but yeah, I don't mess with it. I just don't. Just saying. And then all of a sudden you see something like this. You hear pilots sit there and say, oh, there's no way these kind of things do happen. There's no there's no way that these can happen. And then you see something like this. This is wild. But it makes you wonder what else happened. If, sci if mechanically the plane is supposed to glide without any issues, right? Just glide if they have issues or anything of that sort, why did it drop nosedive? like that but please keep the comments going down below let me know what you think on this because i would love to know i need to pull up this uh this video real quick kind of explains a little bit more of what's going on here
Boeing 737 plane operated by China Eastern Airlines has crashed with, crashed with 133 people on board in China's southwestern province, province of Guangxi. Bloomberg Airlines reporter Sid Phillip joins us now to tell us what we know. And Sid, maybe a little on the history of the 737 as well, because those are numbers that pop up ominously. Sure, morning. So, uh, yes, the the play we information still pretty scarce at the moment, but we do know that China Eastern Flight MU five seven three five that was traveling from Kunming to Guangzhou, and we see that radar tracking data showing that the plane taking a steep descent, and the China Aviation Administration has said there's about one hundred and twenty three passengers and nine crew members on board. We don't know yet about casualties or injuries, if any. And we're still, this is obviously the 737NG. This is not the 737 MAX, which was involved in those two high-profile crashes that led to its grounding. But this is the previous model. And it is one of the safest jetliners in the world. And <clears throat> through 2018, there's been about eight fatal crashes for the model. So this is pretty early at the moment. And we'll sort of keep you informed as we get more and more on it. Convention. I... You know, they say it's the most, the safest airline, you know, the, the safest type of plane out there, so on and so forth. And and for me, it's, it, 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 you know, I mean, I'll say it over and over again. It just, it doesn't calm me. But at the same time, maybe it calms a lot of y'all. And I know some of y'all are sitting here saying driving is more dangerous than flying, um, but it does give you some sense of control. I feel you on that. I. Yes. I prefer driving for right now, unless I got to go to Italy or something like that. If I got to go overseas, I will fly. Of course, I have no other choice. Right. But when it comes to this, these kind of stories, it does. It it, it scares you. It's scary. Flying is scary for me. And I know this. It's scary for a lot of people. Right. Um, but this kind of stuff, this is just terrifying. And this is devastating as well. And mysterious, you know, of course, like, you know, there, there was the other plane that just disappeared out, out of out of the thin blue sky, just disappeared. I forgot what the um, I don't I forgot where they were flying to and all that. But that's crazy that they took off and they were nowhere. They're, they're nowhere to be found. Right. And of course, there have been stories and speculation and people are still investigating into this mysterious disappearance of a flight. But at the same time, it is it's just interesting. And it makes you wonder what actually, yes, M, the MH370. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Phoenix J. Thank you so much. Thank you. But it does make you wonder what's actually what actually happened mid-flight. What happened at the 29,920 feet in the air? That caused them to drop. And of course, we're going to continue to wonder that. And of course, we're going to find out more information as time goes on. But <clears throat> it just makes you wonder what's going on. It's just sad, y'all. It's just really, really sad. And my thoughts and prayers go to this, the to, to every single person that lost a loved one on that flight. 132 people perished on that flight. And they had no control over their destiny, at least the passengers. So hopefully they'll look into what's going on here, right? 
and we'll find out more information as far as like what actually happened here. It's just crazy. What actually happened here, man? What happened? Let me see if I got a another um video I can pull up for you guys on this covering this more. Pull this one up here too. Also, some breaking news from overnight. A plane crashed in China with 132 people aboard. At this point, no word on whether anyone survived right now. We want to bring in our Suzanne Bruner to go through what we know about this crash so far. I mean, Suzanne, this is downright frightening, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered. Absolutely, Cleo. And we're still waiting for some more information to come into our newsroom. But here's what I can tell you so far. So uh, the plane was traveling from the western province of the country and was going to the the eastern coast of the country when we were told it was crashed. Uh, here's video from the flightradar24.com that shows the pathway of this flight. You can see it's traveling here. I'm going to speed it up a little bit, but it shows that it's going to go through. Here we go. Um, it's going to cross here, and you can see it makes its way over to the eastern part when officials say that it looks like the plane crashed within a minute and a half of whatever went wrong. Again, this is according to flightradar24.com. But China's president is calling for an all-out effort to rescue anyone who may have survived this crash. Fire crews are working to control a massive fire on the mountainside where the plane went down. And Okay, real quick, do you think anybody survived this crash? I mean, I appreciate what the president is doing, right? I, I appreciate him saying, hey, we are going to exhaust every effort to find any survivor. But do you really think there are any survivors of, of this crash? It plummeted from 30,000, 30-something 30 thousand feet. I'm rounding up, obviously. At 350 miles an hour nosedive. That's what I want to know, Carta. How could anyone survive? In one organization reports, more than 100 rescuers have already arrived to help, and hundreds more are on the way. Mm. Again, you know, a lot of people are asking, you know, what kind of, of airplane was this? Well, we can tell you that this plane was a Boeing 737-800. This was not a Boeing 737 MAX. This now, I, I understand that apparently, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was a lot of recalls and and a lot of uh 737 maxes were actually uh grounded for a long time because they had a lot of technical issues so it's not she's saying it's not the 737 max that was having all the technical issues it's the other 737-800 that they say is very like one of their safest airlines or one of their safest airplanes out here Wild, right? This is one that was grounded worldwide after two fatal crashes. Uh, China actually cleared that plane to return to service. Again, that plane was a Boeing 737-800. Um, we're still getting some more details into our newsroom, Cleo. So once we get that in, we'll be sure to let you know as soon as possible. Uh, real quick, uh, Phoenix J Aviation, are you, are you really a pilot? And what kind of pilot are you? Please comment. I, I'd love to know. Um, because you, you, you're, you're dropping some, some tech, uh, and it seems like you, you know, you know, the lingo and all that. Uh, I'm just curious because I'd love to have somebody on to talk about this 
a little bit more because uh, it, this is just crazy. And I'm sure you can answer, possibly answer some questions that that I have just lingering in the back of my mind. But let me continue with, oh, it's almost over. But definitely comment down below, uh, Phoenix J. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, thank you. A very strange. Okay. So, yes. So that's some nutty stuff. Now here. Um... Oh, okay. Well, okay. So you're a recreational pilot. That's what's up. I, I, I and that's dope. I'm glad you enjoy it. But uh, could I throw you the uh, uh, a, a, a video link? Do you have a second to jump on and and, and talk for a second? Because I'm sure there's some questions that you can maybe answer through this thing. And if if so, I will put the link in the uh, I'll put the link in the chat. And this will and if Phoenix says yes, it will only be for Phoenix. Okay, um, just letting you guys know. Sure thing. Okay, I'm sending it to you. It is in chat right now. Splat out. So it's going to be to pin to the top. Phoenix uh, would love to have you on because I'm sure you have some questions and all that. I mean, or I'm sure you have some answers to my question, my questions, because, yeah, this is just so crazy. So, like I said, the link that's at the top is only for Phoenix and Phoenix only. OK, um, I understand that they are a pilot recreational pilot but i'm sure that there's some some things that they can answer um that are just lingering my mind and maybe we can walk away with some happiness i don't even know why i said happiness but you know what i'm saying with some information how's that and uh for those y'all who are watching please do not forget to hit that like button down below hit it crush it destroy it make a scream out to damn name okay and of course if this is your first time watching this show please hit that subscribe button Welcome to the Pascal Show. I appreciate all y'all for coming on and being a part of the show this morning. I know it's not often that I'm on uh, at this time as of late, but uh, it's great to have you guys here with me, okay? We got Phoenix J in the house. Phoenix, what's up? What's up? How's everything? Good morning. What's up, Phoenix? How you guys doing? Man, we living, man. Uh, so where are you, where are you calling in from, by the way? I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm right on. Okay. okay. Well, first off, thank you so much for coming on and, and chopping it up with me. Let me make sure I got this, the the audio mic a little bit louder for you. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so tell me. I, I, I mean, obviously, we already we're, we've been talking about this whole crash, right? In China, this is insane. Um, in my personal opinion, but I'm of course somebody who's always been weary about flying. So. When you said, oh, yeah, it's probably a it probably is a and you kind of gave an acronym basically saying CFIT, right? CFIT. What, what is that? CFIT is what is it's a controlled flight into terrain, which means that um, somebody was at the control of the aircraft uh, that it didn't just it wasn't it didn't fall out of the sky uh, or they didn't pass out um, at uh, altitude. Um, but most of most of the accidents that uh, end up 
in mountainous terrains, uh, after the investigations come about, at least with uh, most of the ones that I've read with the NTSB, uh, they're, they're usually, a, they conclude to control flight. Uh, something that the pilot has done uh, to steer the aircraft into the, the terrain. Mm-hmm. And situational awareness is is a, a key thing um, as well with most of these crashes. Well, when you say situational awareness, the, can you do you mind elaborating a little bit on that? So a lot of times these guys get, and we'll find out, um, we're just speculating uh, for the most part, but a lot of time, uh, a lot of time these guys go, uh, they get onto these aircrafts. They 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 they're comfortable with the route. They know the route. They know the procedure. They just kind of it's it's almost second nature, right? And so what happens is they succumb to a lot of things. Or they okay, well, there's a master caution sign. Mm-hmm. All right, well, usually we know that master caution master cautions are will show up for a number of reasons. And a lot of times they'll disregard that because they'll go, oh, okay, well, this is just this. Or it may just be uh, uh, um, a hydraulic pump that we, we just need to switch on. Or something that may not be a large uh, a large factor at the time mm-hmm. that later on becomes, could be the potential fatal issue, right? Or the fatal malfunction. And they become complacent. And so the situational awareness in the cockpit dwindles especially with with older guys that have been in the the industry for for uh uh, some years you know they be they become complacent and so the situational awareness diminishes greatly because they feel like i know the job i've done this every day for 30 40 years until something happens so because of their own so because of their own complacency cockiness <laughs> I, i'm sorry in a lot of ways in a lot of ways because they're like ah, i've flown it before it's fine right right but it but it, okay so then tell me how does a how does a 737 nosedive from thirty thousand feet how does that nosedive happen because if am I, am I correct when i say like a plane is no i mean unless the wings are ch- clipped from the the body of the plane it's almost impossible for that to for a plane to nosedive unmanned. Am I correct with that or am I wrong? Because it would just glide down, right? It would be yes and no. Yes and no. There are oh. so two different, there are two different answers to this. Okay, speak on man. All right. So yeah, you're absolutely right. If the the wings sheared off of the aircraft, of course, it's coming straight down, right? Right. Um in order for the aircraft to glide, there has to be some type of controlled input. And I don't want to get too deep into a whole lot of technical technicalities, but right. when you're on the when you're on your so yeah. if you don't if you don't, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but so you're saying just really quick for, for us layman's, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to go into technical stuff, but you're telling us that there would have to be a whole bunch of buttons and stuff pushed. No, to make sure or like, you know, the uh, uh, taking the I forgot what it's called, the the yoke, the yoke uh, and making sure it is, you know, pointed in a specific way. Absolutely. Type of deal? 
Okay. Absolutely. So in order for okay. in order for this plane, if you lose your engines, you are even and we practice this even in in our Cessnas and it says I fly to 172 and we do a procedure called an engine failure, an engine loss procedure. And what it allows you to do is to assess the issue of what's going on. But we have an acronym um, that we use is. Uh, uh aviate navigate and communicate and what that means is you fly at all costs fly the plane whatever else is going on you don't pretty you don't fidget with the autopilot you don't fidget with um talking with atc you're not you know what you're doing is making sure that you have control of that aircraft gotcha. and if you do not have a control of that aircraft nothing else matters Nothing else matters. Damn and right. so with that, right, but with that being the case, yeah, yeah, there has to be some type of rudder input. There has to be some type of yoke input in order to keep the plane level. Mm -hmm. Because if you let the if you let the yoke go, the nose will pitch over and it'll fall, it will fall, it will fall nose down. So that's why I say yes and no to your question. Okay. Yes and no to your question. Also, yeah. weight is a factor. Weight can be a factor. Um, if and I don't know what the what the weight characteristics were on this particular flight, but if the if the if the cargo was loaded incorrectly, we've had several accidents where cargo has been loaded um, the, uh, above the the center of gravity uh, for the aircraft. And so all of these things that they play a, a, a crucial part when you're in the sky. So a seven thirty seven is not you know un, 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 you know unimaginable that a seven thirty seven would nosedive. However, unless these guys suffer from hypoxia, I still don't even know. I mean, even that scenario doesn't make sense because by the time i mean this flight was already in cruise for it to come down right somebody had to either disconnect the autopilot a weather event happened that would could potentially be strong enough to disconnect the autopilot and the airplane comes down however i just don't i i don't think that this aircraft just fell out of the sky based on the characteristics of how it land, it hit the ground Right. And that's why I believe, and this is my own opinion, this is not official, but I believe that it was it was a CFIT event. It was a controlled flight into terrain event. Unless these, like I said, unless these guys were passed out, I don't see them losing fuel this soon in the flight. Now, wait, 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 wait. You got you to gotta roll back just a tiny bit because you said it is a what? You think it's a what in your theory? What is it again? A CFIT. A control flight into terrain. That's what CFIT is. So, what does that mean exactly? For those, it means that it, it means that you somebody was at the controls and flown into the terrain. Okay, it could have been. It could have been willingly, knowingly. It sometimes it's um, um, a loss of. Um, of your uh of of uh when you're in your weather you in different type of weather or fog you you may fly into a mountain because you can't see you don't you don't have that that visibility around you when you're flying into the clouds so aot and, aot teach i got a i got a question yes. okay 
how does one fly into a a, a mountain if they're nose diving? So I'm saying. So like, well, you know, you, apparently they were above the mountains, right? Exactly. You're 30,000 feet, 29,000 right. some odd, you know, feet in the damn air. How does one suddenly go, oh, I didn't see the mountain there. And let me just nosedive. That part doesn't make sense to me. Well, when I mentioned the mountain in terms of CFIT, in terms of the CFIT event, yeah. more so for, for general aviation pilots like myself. We don't, we're not flying at 30 and 40,000 feet. Right. And so whenever we're flying across the country, especially the Western, the Western part of, of the United States, where the terrain just really comes up under you, mm-hmm. you fly into inclement weather, uh, whether you've got uh, clouds, you may have a fog layer that comes on, or I know a lot of guys are mentioning Kobe Bryant in the, the chat here, that very event, um, Spatial disorientation is a real thing. And when you get into the clouds, when you get into fog, you cannot see around you. You can't see anything above you or below you. And if you don't have certain uh, terrain uh, radar warning systems or uh, 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 accident avoiding systems on board the aircraft, to give you a warning that doop doop doop, hey, you you're getting ready to, uh, you're getting ready to run into a mountain, or the the terrain is coming up up under you, you can't see it, you don't know that you're flying towards it, Word. and so if you hit it, that would be considered a controlled flight into terrain, and so that's what I mean by flying into a mountain. You're you you know that you're in a, a mountainous terrain mountainous terrain area. You're trying to maneuver through, but the weather comes in on you. And so now you're trying to you're trying to see what do what you can to get out of it. You just happen to run into the side of a mountain because you don't have different aids on board the aircraft. So all aircraft don't have uh, terrain avoidance systems. So then what are the chances of it being something along the lines of disorientation? Now, now just ride with me, with me for a second, which doesn't make any sense because you'd, you'd feel the gravity. Right. If you were going if you were nose diving. Right. So what are the right. chances of this plane or these pilots suddenly just losing their own orientation? They get discombobulated. Right. Their equilibrium is thrown off, which makes them think, I don't I don't know. It just it, like I said, it sounds so strange, but you would know if you're in a nosedive position. Right. We would all feel it. The gra- right. you know what I mean? Gra- gravity would push you would push you into your seat. Exactly. And then there's also there's also right. another thing. I, I don't mean to cut you. No, you're good, man. Let's go. Another thing that may have, have may have happened, and we I don't want to, you know, blame the pilots or anything like that or blame the aircraft as of yet. However, it could have been that, yeah, that the aircraft, it could have been a a, a loss of um of the elevator in the back of uh, the back of the tail fin, the loss of those elevators, they may have lost that. And if you lose the elevators in the back, the, the, the long piece on the flat that has the little flappies on the back, the little smaller wings on the back of the aircraft. Right. If you lose that, you have no control over the lift of the aircraft in the terms of pitching the aircraft up or down. You're right. So it could have been that they, that they lost, the 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 flight controls and that with that you have it's nothing that you can do 
it's absolutely nothing you can do to fly the aircraft if you lose those elevators in the back. So somebody was just saying here really quick, Zozo Bob just said, uh, and thank you so much for the comments, everybody. Thank you so much, fam. Uh, uh, he said, isn't there more than one pilot on 0737, <laughs> though? So he ain't wrong with that. I mean, yeah. so if one's, if one is trying to fix one thing, you're telling me the other guy ain't fix, trying to fix the other thing? No. Or if one thing, one guy can't do one thing, the guy, the other guy couldn't do that thing? You see what I'm saying? Well, there's, well, every airline has what we call uh, crew or cockpit resource management. Mm. And what that does is it, it assigns each pilot their job assignment for that flight and then uh, let's just say me and you are the cat i'm a i'm a first officer you're the captain of 737. Mm -hmm. when we leave jfk you're going to take off you're going to be the person flying the aircraft actually manipulating the instruments right mm -hmm. while you're doing that your sole job is to focus solely on everything outside of the aircraft making sure that the aircraft the aircraft is flying you're you're visually making sure that things are happening and you're flying the aircraft that's your sole responsibility my responsibility as the first officer is to get the flaps to get your flaps up when you need them to get the gears to come up when you need them to turn the landing lights off when you want them off when you're ready for the autopilot it's my job to make sure that everything is set the altitude is set the heading is set the speed is set and it is also my job to talk with atc in the event of a failure or something happening on, on an aircraft, your job is to fly the aircraft. My job is to troubleshoot. I pull out my, yeah. you know, each the aircraft has a reference handbook. Yeah. You go through the failures, try to restart an engine, try to put out the fire, whatever you can do to, to mitigate it. So it's never that one person is doing a whole bunch of stuff, right? And the other person is just sitting there, just kind of mm -hmm. like, okay, so, Drinking I jump in. <laughs> you know, right? right? You both have responsibilities uh, being in that flight deck. Interesting. Okay. Because, uh, you know, one, so yeah, it's a teamwork. It's a teammate type thing, you know? Right. Absolutely. Uh, both, both guys are doing uh, uh, different things, but they're all working in unison to keep yep. the plane in the yep. air yep. and yep. get <laughs> in one piece. But okay. So you said something earlier that I, I wanted to make sure we had. Uh, high, high, what did you say? Hypo hypoxia. Hypoxia. What is that? All right. So, you know, as we get higher, the, the, uh, the density of the air, uh, gets, it gets lower. And so oh, that's like the lack of oxygen in the blood. Right. So la lack of oxygen in the blood. And so right. what happens is when we climb up past 10,000 feet, uh, you're supposed to have some type of, uh, cabin pressure some type of uh, uh, system to pressurize the cabin in order to breathe, to be able to breathe at those, those levels, uh, those flight levels. Mm. And so there could possibly be uh, a loss of cabin pressure, um, which if there was a loss of cabin pressure, they would get all kind of sign, uh, they'll get a, a, this blaring alarm in the, in the flight deck, you know, and it would let them know that they're they're they don't have their the cabin's not pressurized. At that point, they would need to descend rapidly down to ten thousand feet. Let ten, let air traffic control know, hey, we don't have any oxygen up here, and we're going down. Right. What also would happen is the oxygen mass would fall out of the overheads. Yes, 
that would automatically happen when that when 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 that when when that goes off. And that would allow people to breathe until they got down to altitude, to breathable breathable air. Mm-hmm. And so that could have been a possibility where they lost they may have lost the cabin pressure. That aura warning may not have went off. And they're just flying along, flying along, flying along until all of a sudden you pass out. And at that point, but see, my only thing, yeah. my only issue with that theory is, and I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, kind of checking them off myself as I create them, right? Is if there was a loss of oxygen at cruise altitude, that airplane would have flown well past its destination before it crashed because it would have had, it would have had to burn out whatever fuel was left in the aircraft before it came down. Right. Or so the loss of something. Right. right. And, or right. run into something. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But to lose oxygen at that altitude and then the aircraft nose dives down, that doesn't make sense. Unless the pilots passed out. Unless the pilots passed out and fell on the, you know, on and fell on the yoke. Fell forward. Yeah. Fell forward. It's a possibility because I mean, that could be most, a two. Yeah, most um most Airline pilots that I, most of the guys that I know and I talk to, when they get to cruise altitude or mostly after, you know, they've got the autopilot on after 10,000 feet, they will unlatch their shoulder seatbelts and they'll just have the, the waist belt connected. And mm-hmm. so it, it could be possible. It could be a possibility that they they lost uh, they lost uh, uh, the oxygen there and one of the guys fell forward on the yoke Mm-mm. and forced the aircraft down. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. As that's dead weight. That's dead body weight, right? That's dead, that's body, dead weight. body weight. You know. Yeah. But I mean, um, I've I've seen a plenty Mission Impossible possible movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll play that idea in my head all day long. Well, maybe Absolutely. the plane passed out, fell on the yoke, and it pushed the the plane forward and just went down. But there was, I don't know. It just seems weird that all. Anything that could have been a warning sign or, you know, any any alarms or bells, whistles, whatever they have in there, just going eh, 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 eh. nothing like that when like the possibility of that not happening. And then this plane just going straight down, like I've said before, like a sack of rocks mm-hmm. is still just kind of uh, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my mind around it. Right. Absolutely. Unless it was Absolutely. manned, if it was manned. Like if somebody just literally took the yoke and just shoved it down and said, mm-hmm. F it, we're going down. That's one way I could see it actually. I, that makes sense in my mind. But for it to just suddenly go, ah, I feel like not flying anymore and just drop like drop, that. Yeah. Seems strange. Well, it's, I mean, something happened. Tail, I, I, you, know, you said like the tail, uh, mm-hmm. maybe the tail malfunctioned or something like that and, and, mm-hmm. and pointed it down, which is possible too. But can't they manually? fight that back can't they it depends it depends on it depends on how catastrophic the malfunction is mm. if they've lost complete uh complete input to those elevators there's nothing that they can do they can pull push they can pull the throttles back once you lose those small the small fit the small wings on the back once you lose those back flaps uh-uh. You have no control over the pitch of the aircraft. Mm-hmm. 
so you can't make the nose come up or down. That's what that's what does that. That's that. And is and in the 737s, if you lost all hydraulic power, if you lost all power to the aircraft, you still would be able to 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 do what you're saying because it's a fly what they call a fly a, a flyby wire aircraft. Not in the sense more so of the Airbus flyby wire. Airbus flyby wire is computed. It's a whole different system. But the the Boeing 737s actually have steel cables that run from the front of the aircraft to each of those input uh, input uh, positions. Mm -hmm. And so if you lost all of your electronics, you still would be able to maneuver the aircraft. Interesting. Okay, real quick. First one just said this. I want to pull back up. Doesn't the plane autocorrect? Doesn't the plane autocorrect? Meaning like say, hey, there's the horizon. It already knows what the horizon is, so on and so forth. So if suddenly something malfunctions uh, where it just loses its, I don't know, it, it's even, I, I don't know. Wouldn't the plane just correct itself maybe pull itself back on the horizon and whatnot level uh, well it depends it depends on what's happening uh let's just say you're into a, you run into a, a, a really bad turbulent pocket the autopilot is pretty it's pretty efficient there are some times where you'll get into some some turbulent events and mm -hmm. it'll shake the aircraft so violently and so hard that it will knock the air the autopilot off however once that autopilot is cut off, somebody has to put some type of manipulation into the the, the inputs of the controls. Mm. The airplane is just once that autopilot is cut off, it's off. It's not. It's it. It doesn't know what else to do. It doesn't. It. You, I mean, even if you have an altitude set, you have a heading set, or you're following the navigational track. Once that autopilot disconnects somebody has to put some type of input into the aircraft for it to do whatever you're asking it to do. The okay. airplane doesn't have a system as to where it, if, if the autopilot comes off and you, you, you overbank the aircraft, it's going to keep turning over. It's going to roll over on its back. It's not going to stop. Now, Airbus, the Airbus planes do have a, a corrective system to where there are certain things where they, they call them, uh, I, I believe they're laws, they're called uh, Airbus laws. And there are certain laws in certain states that the aircraft is put in that you cannot do certain things. Even if you, even if you turn it, well, the Airbus uses a side stick rather than a yoke. If you bank that side stick all the way to the right, it'll bank over 30 degrees, but it's not gonna go any further. Mm -hmm. Same thing as if you pitch it, if you pull the yoke, if you pull the side stick too far back, the nose will pitch up about about fi about 15 or 20, 20 uh, degrees, but it's not going to continue to climb up no farther than that because there are certain safety laws that are built into that aircraft. Again, that goes back to that, what I was talking about in terms of the fly-by-wire system. Their fly-by-wire system is computed differently. Wow. So this is why I say never trust a side stick. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, that's that's crazy. Uh, no, this this is information. This is a lot of information. Um, and I do appreciate all of it because uh, honestly, I'm sure a lot of us are going, what the hell happened? How did this right. happen? 
How did this, how was this successful in happening? Um, I'm sure a lot of people are wanting to know. Um, And there's so many speculations because in my mind, I keep thinking maybe something happened mid flight that had to do with something else, like another aircraft or Mm -hmm. something of that sort. Now they haven't said anything about a, you know, a, there was an explosion or that right, was, military uh, strike or something. Yeah. Some sort of military strike and whatnot. But you, you also got to remember there's so much craziness yep. going on over in that area in, in that, in that side of Europe yep. um, that it makes you wonder what the hell is, you know, going on. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you maybe think, Oh, maybe, you know, Maybe there's a Russian plane that flew in and just did 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 a little dirty or yeah, crank. it could be right. anything, right? Right. So right. the fact that this thing, this 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 plane just dropped out from the sky like that is just uh is terrifying. But I do appreciate you uh calling in and just giving us some knowledge because you know I would have just been sitting here speculating and just you know hypothesizing, but it's good to hear facts. I and appreciate it, you, man. I appreciate you for for being open to wanting to understand what really is going on or what could be potential problems of course it's like it like you say in this day and age there's a lot of misinformation going around and it's a lot of scaremongering um especially within the aviation industry because lately we have seen a lot of events where aircraft are coming out of the sky um but I would, I would, I would admonish you, you your followers and, and people that are 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 you know, want to know what's going on, check out the NTSB's website. Mostly every aircraft accident that happened in the United States um, and some that happened overseas that that are that include American aircraft, American made aircraft. So the Boeing, yeah. the, the NTSB, I assume, will be a part of this investigation as well because it's a Boeing aircraft. Um, and so just to take a look at some of those articles and and actually see that a lot of times you will find that pilot error, pilots' decision makings um, are the key factors to most of our aircraft crashes. And at least for the ones that have happened within the last 10 or 12 years, it's something that they knew that they should not have done whether it was a weather event that they were en route to where they were going and say, oh, well, I, I, I can maneuver around it or I can, you know, I'll get through it, is the hurry up and get there. Yep. And, and that hurry up and get there is a hurry up and killer. Right. You know, and, and that's what we've been seeing. So I appreciate you, man, for allowing me to come on and share what Any, little anytime, knowledge I have, my brother. Anytime, man, I appreciate you sharing the, 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 the information. Here's the other thing, though, too, because I, I just want to add on top of this, a lot of these... Uh, a lot of these pilots are military trained. I mean, you know, they're top of the line. They put in thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of work, dedication to the, to the art of flying, to the art of aviation. Um, And I commend every single last one of them, but sometimes they go, well, I've flown through worse. Right. Or absolutely landed in a worse situation. Like Mm -hmm. I landed with this much room and this is, this is a cakewalk. Mm -hmm. And then they go take that plane that is not military grade and they, Mm -hmm. they throw it up 30,000 feet in the air. And then all of a sudden ish hits the fan. And then they don't have the things that maybe the military grade aircraft could have done, uh, that they can't do with this passenger type of, you know what I mean? This civilian type of aircraft. 
I mean, you know, that, that's just something I've thought in my mind too of the what you said in the very beginning, the complacency of it. Right, right. I've, I've flown through, man. I had a hail of bullets flying at me, mm-hmm. and it was snowing, and where I had to land was, you know, a hundred feet less room, and, and yep. it was icy. Yep. Got this, bro. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I can see that happening too, right? Right, right. So I appreciate you, you know, just chopping it up with me and talking to me about this. So we all know just kind of the ins and outs of flying and 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 what goes down. And uh, here's the other thing, too. When it comes to Boeing and all that, that these, you know, there's a history of malfunctions. And of course, yeah. they've 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 grounded for for the most part. They have grounded the 737 Max. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still trying to get those damn things up in the air. But uh, they've grounded those things. But the thing is, is that, uh, you know, they. They know a lot more than what they're giving off because it's a multi-billion dollar industry that they're a part of. Um, And they don't want to put all the information out there. But if there's going to be more incidents like this, which is still a one in a million, it's one in a million chances of these kind of things happening. um, You know, it it is still something that is should not be happening. Um, And if it is an issue, they need to. They, they really do need to get into this situation and figure out what the glitches are, what the problems are, so we don't have other hundreds of other precious souls on this planet being lost because of uh, a malfunction, right? If yeah. It is, if it is a malfunction, it could be a, a disgruntled pilot. It could be that, too. You right, never right. No, once we get the black box recordings mm-hmm. and, of course, the the correspondence between the flight data recorders and mm-hmm. flight data recorders, uh, exactly. Thank you for the tech for the tech. No, no, no. no. Black boxes, that's all the same. Yeah, they're all the same. I feel like once we get that information, mm-hmm. I think a lot of things will will be clear as yeah. that. But Phoenix J, thank you so much for being on, man. I really do appreciate you coming up and chopping it up with me, man. Yes, sir. You guys have a great rest of the day. You too, man. All righty. Peace. Yes. Uh, shout out to Phoenix J Aviation for coming on. Uh, very informative brother right there. I do appreciate him coming on and chopping it up with me about this. I mean, you know, we still have a lot of questions behind this. What happened? What actually happened in the cockpit? What happened on that plane? If the black box is still salvageable, I mean, I know it takes a lot for a black box to uh, get destroyed, but we don't know. So hopefully we'll get some information here very, very soon. Uh, My fingers crossed, but at the same time, my heart, my prayers, my thoughts go out to every single last family member that lost anyone that was on that flight. 132 people so far are no longer here because of this plane crash on the side of a mountain in China. It's, uh, It's devastating news. And of course, if we find out more information, about what's happened, you know for a fact you're going to be able to hear it right here on the Pascal Show, all right? And for those of y'all who are watching on the podcast, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to the show. Please hit that follow button, download this, share the feed and all that stuff. But it is the show. That is it for today or for this morning, okay? If there's more information, you know, you know I'm going to be jumping on and chopping it up with all y'all, giving you guys the facts and the news. But please, before you head off, do not forget to hit that like button down below. All right. Send those likes all the way past 200 likes before you leave. That would really mean a lot. And of course, do not forget to hit that subscribe button again. I do have my podcast version that is on all major podcast streaming sites. So Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, all those other spots. Okay. Please go find the Pascal show podcast. It'd be great to have you listening over there as well. Thank you guys so much for being on. Hit that subscribe button. Working our way towards 100,000 subscribers. Working hard out here in these streets. So don't forget to support the show any way you can. Anyway, guys, it is time to get going. I appreciate every single last one of y'all. You guys have a wonderful, blessed, and gifted day. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys very soon. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. You're going to perform I'm sorry, tonight. I can't make this interview boring because this no, man is too exciting as a host. And I'm truly saying this. And if y'all can't do this, me and this man here is going to leave and go somewhere else where we can get some love. I want everyone in the building to say, I love Pascal on the count of three. One, two, three. Wow.